Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This guy, been listening to him for a while, ever since uh, the inception of CBS Sports Radio, and he's like literally been on every single time slot at one point or another, including the overnights. Uh, but the mothership has landed here at the Bill Michael Show, and joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline is Damon Aminolara, but we all know him as D.A. D.A., what's going on? Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. So I remember uh, a couple of months ago, you were on the fan in Milwaukee, and you went off on the Packers for their decision to take Jordan Love in the first round. Um, you know, that really, it was a missed opportunity for them. And, you know, at the time when the pick happened, I was a little disappointed myself. I've kind of come around to the idea where it's like, okay, let's just see what happens here. Let's see how this plays out. Do you still feel... Um, that the Packers really missed out on taking a player of a different position, an area of need, over Jordan Love? I do, and I hope that Jordan Love ends up being a good quarterback. Packers franchise, Packer fans are amazing. Lambeau-filled, rocking, makes for better Sundays, makes for a better NFL. So this is certainly not some type of vote against Jordan Love eventually succeeding, but I don't like the pick. I don't think I'll ever like the pick because Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and you had a chance to give him better talent to compete for a Super Bowl. And I think it's only natural for Packer fans to hope for the best, try to be a glass-half-full person, optimist, and say, well, you know, if you found your franchise quarterback and you don't have to spin the wheel of QBs down the road, and the Packers are pretty good as it is, went to the NFC Championship game, this could all work out. Yeah, but this year, with Rodgers under center, you have a guaranteed one of the best QBs of all time. And with the first-round draft pick, those draft picks are expected to be Pro Bowl caliber players. There are 32 GMs in the NFL that are every year entrusted with finding Pro Bowl players in the first round. Those are not guys that are supposed to stick around, not guys that may or may not make the roster. Those are expected to be high-end caliber roster players for your team for a while. The Packers had that opportunity, and they took a guy that cannot help the team if Aaron Rodgers is on the field. And I would have just preferred to see them use the pick on a player that can help the Packers win games and hypothetically a final Super Bowl for as long as Aaron Rodgers is in green and gold. All right, so we're looking at really the rest of the NFC, D.A., and, I mean, the Packers win 13 games last year. They get to the NFC Championship game, but with as much co competition as there is right now in the NFC, 
where do you put this Packers team up against some of the better ones? Yeah, great question. I think when you look at the landscape of the NFC, it's hard not to look at the Niners and feel like because of their season last year, because they should be a year better, a year more mature, and Kyle Shanahan's offense clearly last year and coaching style paid big dividends that they should be better. But I'm not convinced that's a slam dunk. Again, all of this is happening with the assumption that we have a season and that we don't have this kind of really weird, wonky year where good teams are bad and bad teams are good. There's no fans in attendance, yada, yada, yada. If you look at the normal trajectory of the NFL, you would think that, well, the Niners should be a little bit better this year. They were already the best team in the NFC. But Jimmy Garoppolo showed that there's still a ways to go for his growth. He showed to the Super Bowl that he's still got a ways to go to even get the trust of his play caller and his coaching staff in a big spot. And, you know, there's usually a bit of a comeback to the pack for a team like that that's young that gets all the way to the Super Bowl. I think the Minnesota Vikings are really good. I've got my questions, though, on whether Kirk Cousins can ever be that good to get you to a Super Bowl. I think the Seahawks are really good. Their quarterback's obviously amazing. The Seahawks are always pretty well coached. I like them a lot. I think the Dallas Cowboys are remarkably talented, but we don't know what happens with Mike McCarthy there. I think the best team in the NFC is the New Orleans Saints again. And I know the Saints have had three emotional exits out of the playoffs in a row. And I know that, you know, Drew Brees is over the age of 40. But when I look at what the Saints accomplished last year, when Brees wasn't even on the field, I look at a roster that has a really good backfield and one of the best wide receivers in football and one of the best running backs in football and defensive playmakers as well and a very savvy veteran coach that's won a Super Bowl. And when you look at the numbers of what Breeze did last year when he did play, I think New Orleans is the best team in football, and then I, I should say the best team in the AFC, uh, NFC. rather. I think the Saints are the best team in the NFC, and I would put the Packers in that next group of contenders that I kind of listed before. Talking with D.A. of CBS Sports Radio here on the Bill Michaels Show. Um, I want to go down to Dallas for a second, D.A. How do you look at that situation down there with Mike McCarthy taking over that Dallas team? I'm not even sure that was really the right hire. I know Jerry Jones is looking at the pedigree of Mike McCarthy. In fact, he's won a Super Bowl. But you're taking Mike McCarthy, an offensive-minded guy, and you're trying to have him work with Kellen Moore, who had success as the offensive coordinator last year. Oh, and by the way, he'll call the plays, not McCarthy. How do you look at that? Well, I think that it's an upgrade over Jason Garrett. I thought that Garrett had proven over the last couple of years that he was not getting the most out of that team he was kind of hitting his head on the ceiling. Last year, when the pressure was on to win, they crumbled. And I think, it's, I think it's an improvement over Garrett and Garrett and whatever that was, whether it's him or Kellen Moore in any given week that had influence over the offense, the offense stagnated. And the most misleading series of numbers in the NFL last year was the Dallas Cowboys offensive numbers. If anybody ever cites oh, look, Dak Prescott had a good season, and look at the number the Cowboys offense put up. It is bunk. It is not. It's a farce because all of the times that they had to win a football game, all of the times that they had to beat a good foe, all of the times late in the season when they needed to get a win to, to change their playoff destiny, they lost. 
They came up small. They, they had a goose egg. So I think that Jason Garrett needed to go. So if you're going to ask me, do I like the hire Mike McCarthy as an improvement? I do. I'm not convinced, as I said, and kind of like you're just saying, that he is the solution to win a Super Bowl. I mean, Mike McCarthy's offense in Green Bay was also, as we all know, stagnation. Mm-hmm. We all saw that it became predictable. We all saw that it hit its limit. And now if we are to believe that, well, okay, Kellen Moore is going to have more of an influence on the offense. It's not necessarily McCarthy's offense. McCarthy's going to be known as just the kind of the game manager. Well, I know every Packer fan listening right now had problems with some of his game management as well. I'm sure every Packer fan listening had some problems with him just overseeing a team in general. So can this be a redemption for McCarthy? We do have to remember there's some examples of this. You know, Andy Reid found redemption in Kansas City after he got run out of Philadelphia. Pete Carroll found redemption in Seattle after he was run out of the New York Jets and the New England Patriots back in the 90s and went away with the USC program for a couple of years. We have seen NFL veteran uh, head coaches rebound and have success in the second stop, but I got to see a lot from Mike McCarthy to believe that even with all that talent in Dallas, that he has the ability as a head coach these days to get that Cowboys team to a place that they haven't been since the 90s, which is even the NFC Championship game. Again, we're talking with D.A. of CBS Sports Radio here for a couple more minutes on the Bill Michaels Show and the Schneider Orange Hotline. All right, so we're a week away from baseball, and we're about two weeks away from the restart of the NBA season. I mean, D.A., like, for me, I just I, I want to be optimistic, and I'm, I'm just glad we have something to watch again. But I just feel like the plug could be pulled at any second. We don't. We just don't know how this is going to play out. Where's your excitement level right now in the return of both Major League Baseball and the NBA? I guess I would I would consider myself cautiously optimistic. I'm I'm excited about I'm excited about sports coming back because there's there's a, a completion that I think I think we all really want with the NBA. You know, it's it's weird to go through an NBA season and not see it through. I'm sure plenty of your your listeners are just wondering, okay. Even if the Bucks don't win the NBA Finals, I want to know how they exit. I want to know how this season ends. I feel the same exact way. I want to see this through to completion. I want to see what that champion looks like and how the playoffs unfold. For Major League Baseball, I want to see a season instead of no season. Even if it's 60 games, I want to see something that crowns a champion and that's not just have this big hole in the history books of what happened in 2020. At the same time, it's hard for me to be completely invested from the NBA standpoint. How do the NBA finals or the NBA playoffs feel when there's no fans in attendance and they're being played in Disney World? How do the Major League Baseball games and series feel when there's no fans? And we have to worry about these guys hopping flight to flight, city to city, not being in a bubble, being exposed all over the place to the virus hypothetically and who's going to test positive and who's not and how many teams are going to be able to be playing and do they have to forfeit games and is it inevitable to have a shutdown? I mean, it just kind of feels like, yeah, the games are going to be played, but every day is a pressure point. So it's hard to fully invest because we've seen the season's already short circuit a first time. We've seen the NCAA tournament not played. 
we've got a lot of evidence that college football will unlikely be played, at least in the fall. And it's like, okay, yeah, you want to get hyped, but you know that there's a there's a decent percentage of odds that just says that the seasons won't be completed. So I'm excited to get the games back. I'm excited to see completion. But I got to be honest, I can't go into it waving pom-poms and be the cheerleader and be like, yeah, we got it back because there's a part of me that goes, man, we're, we just we won't see the end of this anyway. So it's it's hard to get too hyped right now. Yeah, no question about it. We will see how this plays out, but we are certainly hoping for the best. He is D.A. You can catch him on CBS Sports Radio. D.A., we always appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll do it again soon. You got it, Joe. Thanks so much, buddy. All right, there he is, D.A., joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. They work hard, you work hard. They treat you fair. For 80-plus years, they've been getting it done. Call them at 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.